like you were walking on to a yacht. You had your, your hat pulled down real strategically over one eye. You had a scarf, I think it was apricot. Strategically yeah, tipped yeah, below yeah. one you eye. You had one eye in the mirror. As you make sure you had a real cool <laughs> cavite. Cavite, yeah. yeah. And all the girls think that they'd be your partner. They'd be his partner. So, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to talk about this movie. I'm ready to. I found it uh, very appropriate that this is for Pride Month because Kate Hudson. Oh yeah, we can definitely a lot of bisexual energy there. Energy, a lot, a lot of it. Although honestly, like I don't really find Matthew McConaughey that attractive. I found him so attractive in this movie, and it's like the only movie I find him attractive in. Yeah, yeah. I guess like, for me, it's like I think. Um, I guess we can make this be the beginning of the episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think he's definitely, like, attractive. Like, objectively, yeah, he looks, like, beautiful in this movie. Um, but, like, for me, I don't know. For some reason, like, I just, like, don't find him that, like... It's, it's the know. accent. It's got to be the accent. It's not the accent, because I, I appreciate his southern accent. But I don't know. I, I think also, like, Matthew Connor has, like, totally squandered his, like, entire goodwill that he had from, from like, 2011 to, like, you know, when he did Interstellar. Because I feel like the, everything he's done since, like, True Detective has just been so, like, dull. Yeah, I'm just, like, I, I can't that. even, like, even though, like, I'm doing this whole miniseries about him, like, I can't even, like, look at <laughs> I, That's right. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I gotta say, like, um, How Does a Guy in Ten Days, like, out of this, like, five, like, it's my favorite one. I think it's the best one, too. It is one of my favorite romantic comedies. And like I was telling you off the air, I actually only recently saw this for the first time, maybe like a few years ago. It wasn't yeah. that long ago. And I instantly fell in love. And now it's like one of my favorites. I think it's so well done. And it's hilarious. It's yeah. hilarious. Um, so I actually saw this movie in the theater. And um, I remember seeing it in the theater because I remember just like, I remember just being so just like, so into it and like we like my, i saw it with like i think two of my sisters if not all three but i remember like, we would like quote the lines to each other and like we're not that kind of family that like we like do lines like that but this one like for like the one line that we always say to each other is like our love fern you let it die you let it die did you are you gonna let our love die oh my god <laughs> my favorite oh, okay yeah. really quick then let's talk about our like our favorite like joke in this for me i loved the um the relationship therapy yeah yeah oh my god i don't know i don't know there's so much of it that i fucking love i like the whole dog thing the dog she would choose the ugliest dog in the history of dogs yeah. oh my god that dog is hideous she's just i don't know she i i really like her performance in this and i don't really know what the movie's trying to say i wish i could like come up with like a deep reading but i really don't know i really wouldn't have anything to argue for it i just love yeah watching. i don't know this movie is kind of it's kind of weird <laughs> in a lot of ways um i think well i think my favorite part uh i like when they go to like that vegan restaurant and she oh, just starts to say, like me fat yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then she, like, goes in the back and, like, eats a burrito watching, like, um, watching basketball with, like, the chefs. 
Yeah, it's kind of like, like, are you making fun of women like this? Or like, what, what is the tea here? But either way, like, I didn't find it offensive or anything. I still think it's hilarious. Okay, so like, that's, okay, like, that's the thing. Let's, uh, let's just get into it. Because like, when I was watching this movie recently, I was like, thinking to myself, like, okay, Kate Hudson is kind of playing like the cool girl, like like gone yes. girl, cool yes. girl, you know. Yes. And, and like Matthew McConaughey even has lines where he's like, "What happened to the cool Andy, the sexy?" Yeah, Andy? yeah. And like, like it's huh. so funny. This movie is like 16 years old, and like I think in 2003. I mean, you were probably like an infant in 2003. <laughs> I was in the third grade. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but like in 2003, like it was like okay to like want to be the cool girl you know and it was right. like oh well okay i'm gonna take that back because obviously like i'm not a girl so i don't know what was okay for it but like like especially in media like that was the kind of thing that was like acceptable to like talk about and like it really was only wasn't until like recently when like i mean gone girl especially it was like i think like gone girl is probably like the one that like really brought this discussion into the mainstream but like only recently it was when people are like, wait, like that's that's just another form of like putting, you know, pressure it's on misogyny. women. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because it's like they have another standard to obtain now. Right. And exactly. So it is now unattractive to have any feelings or like be vulnerable or, you know, like be angry at things that are totally justified to be angry about. You you don't want to like bother the other person and that's like super problematic, but yeah, I like oversaw it for this. Like I was just like, you know what? That's fine. I, I really like this movie anyway. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, so do I. Um, and like, I, I, I think the, the problem, well, not the problem, but like, I just think it's like a totally different landscape. This movie comes in and like with this movie being such a like high forest with just like, I feel like a lot, like, you kind of have to frame it in, like, that way to, like, make it work. Because, like, it's still, like, because it's, like, you know, she has to be, like, the polar opposite of, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of girl that she is, she's, like, playing. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. But this movie is, like, I forgot how, like, weird this movie is because it's such a, like... Um, uh, like on like a superficial level, it's such a like you know cute studio romantic, com- romantic comedy with like you know attractive leads and stuff. But like then you like dig into this like gender stuff, and I'm like, wow, this movie is in- is insane. I know, right? It's I don't know, I don't know. I know that I I just don't feel like they were doing it obviously purposely, yeah. but I think that you know there are things to be said. There yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the whole point of this, like, miniseries, whatever, is to, like, go into, like, Matt McConaughey. And um, I was thinking, like, he, like, I don't know if you've seen The Wedding Planner recently, but that's what we did two weeks ago. I was thinking, like, it makes sense for him to do a romantic comedy. Like, he's an attractive, you know, movie star. Like, he's done a lot of different genres. Now he's doing rom-com. And, like, he seemed really bored in The Wedding Planner. And is that so, the one with Jennifer Lopez? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and he just seemed like bored. He was like was not into it at all. And I was like, why didn't he do like four more after that? Because he does, he doesn't seem like he enjoyed the experience. I mean, I'm sure they all made money, so maybe he liked you know. I mean, I'm sure he just wanted to be taken. And here's a problem as well. Like, I'm sure he wanted to be taken more seriously as an actor. Yeah. And there's like a serious stigma, kind of like a get- stigma is kind of like a powerful word, but there's definitely like some 
overlooking of the romantic comedy genre because it's associated with women. And I know we talked about this the time that I was on for 13 going on 30. Yeah. And so that sucks because these are his best movies. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I really do think that these are his best films. <laughs> wow. That, that, I mean, that is a scalding hot take. And I that is a hot it. take. I know. But it's true. It's the, They're the most entertaining for me to watch, the most rewatchable for me. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I feel like with this movie, he's definitely giving a performance. He's not. He's definitely, like, working really hard in this movie. And I, I appreciated it because, like, he kind of has, like, a thankless role in that, like, Kate Hudson gets to be, like, the funny, crazy one. And she gets all, like, these, like awesome lines and like she gets to do all this like amazing stuff and like he's just like reacting to her all the time but he's so funny and he's so like um i love him in this he's so charming so like yeah exactly yeah even if he is like an asshole i would say um it's charming and like also i do want to talk about something though because when she gets invited to his home and he like they they have a great time and then he falls in love with her after one day despite the momentous amount of shit that he has been put through because of her unrealistic yeah. right yeah well okay yeah <laughs> you're like i don't know i feel like i would fall in love with someone after one good day i mean it's called after the entire cheating history which is why i'm still single <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but, like, well, for one thing, I'm, like, amazed that, like, two New Yorkers could, like, figure out how to spend time together in ten days in a row. Because I'm, like, <laughs> um, if, I, if I go on in, like, two dates with someone within a span of two weeks, it's, like, a victory. Um, no. Like, how are these people not, like, I don't know, I guess it's, it's like, pre-cell phone era where you just, like, it's easier to talk to people, I guess. But it was just so, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's interesting. Like, he, like, she's putting forth, like, the, like, normal person that she is, or, like, the person that she is normally. And so he's, like, seeing that and, like, remembering, like, what the cool she was like. Yeah. Was like. But, um, yeah, I guess, like, it is weird because they, they, they treat 10 days like it's some kind of, like, long period of time. <laughs> It's not. That's another thing. Like, I was like, ha- there's like a Celine Dion concert and like a Knicks game and then like a bunch of stuff happening in the same week in New York, which I guess is normal. But it still was like, this is crazy. How did they arrange all of this last minute? Yeah, I don't. I it's mean, not realistic. It's not normal at all. I mean, <laughs> well, for one thing, like, don't aren't they playing the same stadium? Like Celine Dion would not come for like one night. Maybe she, she would, I don't I think she would be sharing a stadium. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah it's so funny like i never thought of that when i was watching this movie like a million times in like high school and college and then like watching it recently i'm like oh my god like 10 days is nothing like it's nothing oh my god yeah i mean i guess they like fix it with that line where she's like 10 days and then her boss is like we go to print and 11 yeah, Which yeah, also was yeah. re- unrealistic because you're giving notes and then you have one more day to take it to write the piece and then put it in print. That doesn't that that's unrealistic too. I feel like unless maybe it's not. I don't know. And like, can I ask like how bizarre it is that like Kate Hudson works in works at like a fashion magazine, but like wants like but is like why can't I write about like politics? I'm like, like go write know, at the like, Times, bitch. Magazine you write for. Go right at the Times. Yeah, go like right the Times. I guess I I didn't understand like why 
it, I didn't understand, like, why she couldn't, yeah, like, move to a different job. She never explains that, right? Yeah, she never. I don't think she, I think it's like this magazine's the only one that exists in the world. <laughs> Composure. Yeah, I mean, it's a, great, it's a great name for a magazine. It is. I think so, too. But you're right. And, like, that's kind of another thing that I'm like, hmm. Like, why can't she be into both things? I guess she is, so. But I was like. like I, I mean, I guess, but, yeah, I think she's. I think this movie exists on that, like, weird binary. Well, it's not, I mean, it's weird because it's, like, not a good binary, but, like, it's not weird because it's so, like, um, so, like, uh, prevalent. But, yeah, it's, like, a whole thing of, like, she's, like, the real deal because she wants to write about politics and, like, she's not, like, superficial like um, the other people at mm-hmm. the scene. Exactly. And I'm, like, well, for one thing, I mean, like, I know, like, um, like, I don't read women's magazines, but, like, the men's magazines that I read, like, they do have both. They do, like, fashion and, like, celebrity stuff, and they also have, like, um, politi- like political pieces. And I'm, like, I feel like, you know, like, women's magazines now are, like, doing both, too. I mean, like, wasn't, like, exactly. Teen Vogue, like, one of, like, like, didn't, like, Teen Vogue, like, break some, like, exclusive story about... The election, like I remember, Teen Vogue was like really like oh like Harvey Weinstein or something. I feel yeah, like yeah, it was so big and like um, Buzzfeed does like like it's just like no magazine does only one thing anymore. Exactly, there's no way, and yeah. I think that's that's you know awesome because I think that both things coexisting like this kind of superficial materialistic like interest and then like a more profound intellectual interest can coexist because I feel like all women are like that, you know? So yeah, yeah. I really do appreciate when magazines do that. And I wish magazines in 2003 did that, but according to this movie and also 13 going 30, they did not. Oh my God. That's right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess, yeah, for me, it was just like, what is tying her to this one job where she is clearly not happy doing what she does. And like, I've imagined she would be like, I guess maybe she's, like, hard... Maybe it's, like, she's not getting, like, headhunted because she's being boxed in. But, like, that's not really articulated in the movie. Right. Maybe it's her friends being there or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, but I guess, like, we're thinking about this, like, way more deeply than, like, anyone the else. Writer did. <laughs> yeah. 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 I still it's love the movie. And, like, when I'm watching it, I'm not, like... This is unrealistic. This is unrealistic. This is unrealistic. I I'm just yeah. like about it now. But when I'm watching it, I really do enjoy it. I think it's it's sweet, you know, and it does make me emotional. <laughs> yeah, I think what I find so funny about this movie is like this like this farce of her being like this like crazy girl like worse wor- like guy's worst nightmare. Um, like I because like I. In some ways, I feel like she's, like, manifesting, like, all the things, like, I want to do when I get, like, ghosted by people or, like, when I am being treated. And so in some ways, it's, like, kind of refreshing to, like, see her do all this crazy stuff that, like, I could never get away with doing. I think, yeah, it's almost cathartic, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's, um, I felt so attacked and seen when I watched this because, like, a lot of people think that I'm and collected when it comes to relationships because I'm never in one. (laughs) But when I really, really like someone, I'm like, it's been 30 minutes. Why haven't you texted me back? 
like I go crazy and I get like way ahead of myself like I start imagining my life with this person after like two weeks of dating them and it's I'm totally like playing showing all my cards right now but whatever but it's nice to see it universally acknowledge that many people act this way yeah I mean like (laughs) yeah but like to me like watching like how's the guy in 10 days I'm like why can't I like be like her (laughs) Like, but it doesn't like it obviously didn't work for her yeah <laughs> oh, oh my right God. it's how to lose a guy in 10 days not how to win how a to guy win in 10 days. <laughs> yeah. there's, the, there's the loophole oh that is crazy they need to make like a like a spinoff how to keep a girl in 10 days I know. because he was being a well no he actually wasn't being an asshole but the whole point was that he didn't want to lose her because of this fucking magazine thing. Yeah. I'm in thing, but that's neither here nor there, but I understand what you mean. It's super cathartic to watch her like practice everything. I wish I could practice without being broken up with. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I saw, I I want to talk to you about like movies that kind of like centered around bets. Okay. Uh, There's something that, that comes up a lot, you know, obviously like she's all that is like the major one. But, like, it's something that, like, happens a lot where it's, like, people, like, dating people because of, like, some bet. And just, like, um, like, does that, like, like, what is that? Like, what, how do you feel about that? Like, does it, like, bother you? Or are you, is it, like, something that you find, like, really just, like, problematic? Or are you just, like, whatever? It's just, like, a hook for the movie. I think it's, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I think it's totally plausible for something like that to happen. Like, I think it's plausible to make a bet with someone on dating someone else, you start dating the person because of the bet, but because of how much time you spend with them, like you develop feelings and then it turns yeah. out to be like real. And then you stay with the person, which happens in every single one of these movies. Yeah. So, I think it's highly plausible. It doesn't bother me. I mean, if somebody did it to me, I would never talk to them again, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm always hesitant to like, um, like, talk about like romantic comedies being problematic because like I think that just comes from like conflict and like characters being like characters and like like for like a movie like this to like function there just has to be a bet you know like so I feel like I I don't know like I'm not I guess I'm not one to like condemn it or whatever um but I also think that like yeah like to me just like works it's just like a dumb hook for the movie just to, like get these two characters like at odds with each other so that they can like clash for the whole movie and then just like fall in love in that process yeah yeah i'm not out here like i don't know i think in this one it's actually less problematic than in the other one the whole bet aspect because the bet was she made the bet too like they were yeah, both, on both sides bets. but in like she's all that obviously that's shitty because he's an asshole <laughs> yeah yeah but, yeah, it's nothing that would stop me from watching a movie. Yeah. Because uh, I know some people can be very, like, um, like it's, like, a, something they really don't appreciate in a movie, which I can I can understand that, I guess. Yeah, I can understand it. I mean, because it's a whole thing it. of, like, starting everything off with, like, lying. Um, but oh, I'm, like, yeah. every, all relationships are built on lies. <laughs> so. That's actually 100% true, because yeah. the person that you're presenting to somebody at first is not... 100% the person that 
you really are. You're obviously trying to impress somebody no matter what. Like I don't go into a date and I'm like, so I'm like a manic depressive and I have like all these problems and these problems over here. Like nobody does that, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, so uh, um, I want to talk about like the supporting cast too, because like we have so many like, (laughs) Um, great act- actors like Catherine Hahn as Michelle, who's like amazing, and um, Bibi Newworth as like the editor, who is also amazing. I love them both. They're both such like funny actors. This is the first movie that I saw with Catherine Heigl or Catherine Hahn in. She is so fucking funny in this. Yeah, like the scene where she's in bed and she's like. <laughs> No, when they're walking into work and she's like, I what was it? What, fuck, what was it? She was like, oh, that they were like in bed and she started crying. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now she said that she loves him. And then uh, Kate Hudson was like, how many days was this? And she's like, five. No, two. <laughs> yeah. That was, she's, she's hilarious. And as a therapist, she's also really funny. And I like that as a therapist, she kind of like finessed them into going away for the weekend because it showed her as like kind of witty and like funny instead of just being someone that like everyone walks all over all the time yeah yeah it's just, yeah because like we always see her as just this, like hysterical mess mm-hmm. and then like it's cool to see her like be like funny and like able to improv and like do something and just like be kind of wacky and like shows like the depth to her yeah um, I really I really liked her character um even though like she's so me though. <laughs> Is she you? I think I can. I think I have those tendencies. <laughs> oh, me too. Ad- me too. It's actually I. I felt attacked again because I was like sometimes I like I do stay in bed and like I literally with my last breakup like I had to leave work early because I like couldn't be there. I yeah, was, like, yeah. Broken. I almost literally lost my job the same way that her character was ready to lose everything because. This guy that she's been dating for a week broke up with her. Oh, man, this movie is so real. <laughs> yep, it is real. It is, and it, I feel seen. Clingers unite. Yeah, yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> um, so here's my hot take about this movie. Is like I think Kate Hudson like gets a lot of flack um, because, like, who knows why, but I think she's, like, a great actress, and, like, yeah. I think this movie, like... Like, if she had been, like, born, like, ten years earlier, I think she would have been, like, a romantic comedy queen. I mean, she is. She's done so many of them, and they're all, like, really great. And, like, this movie, I think, is, like, I, like an um, awesome showcase for her. Like, she's um, she's so good in this movie. She's also, I don't know why she gets that, because she's amazing and almost famous. Yeah. She's, she's I think she's good in a lot of stuff. So, honestly, everybody needs to correct themselves, because... This is a perfect example of her, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say range, because obviously it's it's not like she's playing different characters. It's like she's playing hyperbolized versions of a, another character. But she's just, I don't know. I really like her. I've always really liked her. I've never had Yeah, I mean, like, she's so good. I mean, she's, you know, I mean, her mom is Goldie Hawn, so I'm sure she just has this, like, knack of for, like, physical comedy and just, like, right. being, like, totally... Um, you know, out there. Is she not uh, in another movie with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, they did Fool's Gold. 
Oh, yes. Together, which is like kind of like a sea adventure romantic comedy, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's not a good movie, but like I like that it's like, I don't know, I think it's about like pirates or something. I mean, I've seen it, but it's like. Are they like like, dating in that one? I think they're like ex, they're like exes. And they like are trying to find, um, they're trying to find some like treasure because like they both need money. So they like get hired to like look for treasure or something. Interesting. <laughs> it's 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 a good movie, I guess. It it's, sounds I mean, like it's something not, Goldie Hawn would be in. Yeah, yeah, like it would have worked perfectly in the '90s, just like this yeah. movie would have. But um, okay, so um, I want to um, play a little game with you. Oh with this goodness. Movie. Um, <laughs> So this movie was a big hit at the box office. Now, so how much do you think it made in, in like the like domestic box office? I don't know if you like care about box office, but uh, I, I honestly, I don't really keep up with like box office. So I don't even know how much would be like good. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but um, also, like, how like when does it end? Like, do you know, like, over a time of, like, a span of how much time? Uh, well, it was in release for 24 weeks, so six months. Oh, Manish, you just put me on the spot. All right, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> how much did it make? I love box office, like, I'm obsessed with it, so I, I like, I always like to point out when romantic comedies make a lot of money, because, like, people, like, go see them, even if they're not, like... Fans. You know? So this movie made like um, 177 million dollars total in, uh, across the globe, That's which is like big. I mean, like I don't have the box office mojo doesn't list the um, the budget, but like it's got to be like 30 million. Either way, it's very successful. So they should have made like at least 80 million off of this, right? Yeah. That's not too bad. Um, and then okay, so here's the top five. A box office for the weekend that this week comes out, which was February 7th, 2003. <laughs> oh, God, this is hilarious. So, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days opened at number one. Nice. Um, $24 million. Um, and then Shanghai Nights. Oh. Uh, <laughs> with uh, Donnie Yen and Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. Um, and then also you have, oh, Chicago. Um, oh, so good. I was just I mean, it was just coming off as Oscar nominations. And then, uh, something called The Recruit and Final Destination 2. So it's a nice throwback to the mid-2000s. That sounds awful. But those, <laughs> like, that all sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, this movie, I mean, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days made a lot of money. And um, it's, like, one of my favorite romantic comedies. Kate Hudson should have won an Oscar for it. She's, like, hilarious in it. <laughs> really? Um, or at least a Golden Globe for Best yeah, Actress. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, although I think Renee Zellweger probably... Oh, no, this this would be the year after that. So, yeah, but, yeah, I think she should um, have, I don't know, gotten some kind of attention for this movie. I feel like she probably got nominated for a Razzie or something. <laughs> oh, God. That's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? About I this? really love this movie, and I do want to talk about the singing scene. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, of course. How could we have forgotten? I literally forgot until this moment. I love that song. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I love You're So Vain by Carly Simon. 
you just know. So I appreciate the usage of that song in this movie. However, I don't know if it's supposed to match with their relationship. If it's supposed to be on the nose. Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. I feel like I don't think so. Like, I think it's like, I mean, I guess they both are vain. But, like, I mean, that song is more about, like, bitterness, I guess. Right. It's more about, like, the other person is bitter. I don't know. I don't think it matches. I, I'm looking at the lyrics right now. I don't think it matches. I feel like, yeah, like, obviously, like, the song, like, they do it at the end because it's, like, calls back to her bringing all those records to his apartment. But, like, I, um, I don't know why, like, they chose that song. Um, Honestly, I don't even need a reason because it's so good. Yeah, like, I, I mean, love that they use it. I, guess, like, I think that song's been, like, associated with, like, bitter women who are, like, jilted. Right. So maybe, like, um, because she's, like, playing that part of, like, a hysterical... It's, like, playing into, like, stereotypes. Oh, that so makes that, sense. Like, that, that would be the song funny. that, like, a character like that would sing or, like, listen to once they've been, like, ghosted by someone and then started... Drag wind me. Up. As I yeah. said, that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I mean, attack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but true, though. Actually true. But, I mean, yeah, like, the, the whole, like... Um, yeah, that like it's not it's not karaoke, but like when they're singing it at that gala event, hilarious. They're so, so good. good. I actually watch a YouTuber. Her name's Trisha Paytas. I don't know if you're familiar, but she has like a music video where she does like she reenacts that scene. I love that yellow dress that she wears. Yeah, that yellow dress is like it's the best dress. It's a yeah. It's I the feel best like dress. the poster is like you know the two of them like in their like um, formal outfits, just like leaning on each other. It feels like a, like an iconic poster. I agree. I remember. I was actually going to say earlier. I remember walking the aisles of um, Bar- uh, not Barnes and Noble, Blockbuster, and yeah. seeing this. Like I still actively remember. Like this is one of the movie posters that stood out to me when it was in front of the DVDs. Like I, or. VHSs or whatever they were at those points, but I still remember it, and I will never forget it. Like I love this poster very much. I think because like the title is very striking, and like she looks beautiful with those like long legs, yes. and like yeah, yeah, it's it's a great poster. I mean, I feel like um, yeah, it's always felt very uh, yeah, just like classic. And almost it's like a of, classic uh, rom com poster. It reminds me of Beauty and the Beast a little bit. The yellow dress. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But like she's she's both the beauty and the beast, I guess. Yeah, I love that. I love <laughs> that. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, you know what? Well, let's end it there. Um, where can people find you? People on can the find me at Twitter on on Twitter at six underscore underscore six six. Also I'm going to plug my alt. Uh, yeah, you better. <laughs> okay, so I have an alternative account where you can buy uh, exclusive content. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And you can find it at the Blair Bitch underscore underscore. 
or you'll find it on my regular account too, if you are interested. And yeah. And then I obviously contribute at Top Film Society and I have my podcast with my amazing co-hosts, Sarah Sorrentino and Shaq Lambert. It's called Sequels. That's S-E-E-Q-U-E-L-S. And yes. And then you should definitely listen to the episode of It Pod to Be You on 13 and 30 because I'm on that one. Yes, absolutely. And I just realized I never actually said your name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my name is Ale Gonzalez by the way <laughs> I'm so sorry I guess I'm so like upset being casual I completely forgot to like be a good <laughs> I love this episode I think it's gonna show a lot of character oh god I might delete this whole podcast <laughs> no don't please <laughs> Um, but yeah thanks for listening thanks for subscribing to the Patreon you know where to find me because you obviously are listening to this so um, yeah um, go listen to Carly Simon have some ice cream and show up at your ex's house and buy a love fern to that I say alright 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 <laughs> I say just keep living huh? thank you <laughs> <laughs>